Now that I have some freedom and I don't have to be at work all the time, how do I stay engaged? If you've ever said something like this or thought something like this, stay tuned because we're going to talk all about it. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. This week, I'd like you to meet Benny. Benny has grown his business to the point from scratch it could nearly completely run on its own. So Benny does did what anyone who'd built a business from scratch would be inclined to do once he grew his business to the point that he had enough managers and leaders to give him some time. He just checked out. But like I said, Benny's business was only nearly ready to run on its own. Benny checked out a year or two early, and what resulted was fairly predictable. Ultimately, Benny had no choice but to come back and save his now-failing business. And to do so, he had to dive in headfirst and immerse himself fully in the day-to-day operations. Gone were the three-day weekends every week, the six-hour workdays, golfing every Wednesday, and not worrying for a moment about the financial stability of his company, all things he had before he checked out. Benny was back to work in 50-plus hours a week and really honestly didn't know if his business was going to make it and fully recover. This is a common tale. Some people leave to start flipping houses. Others start... Uh, one day want to try something new and different, something new and exciting, something that gives them a new spark, something that gives them new uh, enjoyment. Um, some begin to just travel full time. Um, but it, very commonly, people just want to be somewhere else. They just don't want to be at the office anymore. Uh, but people who leave before their business is ready end up coming back with real challenges. And sometimes they come back too late to save it. So our problem is the same as as most time, our problems that we're human. And we go from feeling like our business owns us and that we're never going to have any freedom to all of a sudden, in a very short period of time, having more freedom than we have had since we started our business, maybe in our entire lives. And the work left to be done at the shop or the office is not our passion. It's not exciting. It's not remotely fun. And we would just rather not be there all the time and do what we should be doing. We want to be out having fun. Welcome to stage four. We've transitioned from being an employee uh, or having an employee mindset to that of a business owner. We've overcome our fear of delegating and trusting employees. In fact, we've gone from one extreme completely to another. Now, instead of feeling like our business owns us, we feel like it's a hassle or chore when our business truly needs something from us. When we get the phone call that says we need your help with something, we feel like it's a an inconvenience. It's an interesting, interesting thing we go through. Sometimes this happens within a few months. Sometimes it happens over the course of a year. It seems to happen very quickly, um, but this is very common. Uh, This is the second most dangerous stage of owning a business, stage four. 
Because if we completely remove ourselves from having responsibility before we have the right leadership, processes, and culture in place, it can all come crashing down very rapidly. So let's just start off by acknowledging this this is a thing. It happens to virtually every business owner who achieves stage four, who gets to stage four. This is something that uh, we we all encounter. It happens uh, very commonly. This is a stage in which our focus is processes. For those of you who are watching the video, you can see the fourth block there says processes. Um, once we've got our vision declared, once we've got our what's in it for our customers identified, once we have what's in, our, in it for our employees identified, we've moved out of stage three and into stage four. Now our focus is processes so we can improve, we can get things documented so that there's a, uh, it's easier to get people to stay focused and on board and, and, and compliant with what our, our initiatives are and our processes and things like that. Um, this is tedious work. It's not exciting. It's not fun. It's not what got you into, into wanting to start a business and run your own business. Um, but this is what's left for us at stage four. So, uh, again, let's just acknowledge that this is a thing. Uh, staying out of the way is another thing we have to focus on here. You have leaders in place. You have to let them flourish. You have to let them do what you've asked them to do. And uh, staying in their way and meddling is not the best way to do that. So we have to balance letting our folks take the ball and run with it, but staying engaged enough to make sure that we we don't just completely um, set them up for failure by taking our hands completely off the leadership wheel. And next thing you know, they're failing, but they don't want to acknowledge that they don't know what to do. The same feelings we've gone through many times in our business ownership journey and managing our business um, it's the same thing they're going to feel. They don't want to admit to you that they don't know what to do. They're going to do the best they can. They're going to try to hide. They don't want to be found out as a fraud any more than you did five years ago or three years ago. Um, we need to be checked in enough to identify those things, um, but but out of their way enough to let them do their jobs. It's a very tricky balance for us to follow for some folks. Uh, and ultimately, sometimes people just give up and say, I'm going to get out of the way. They'll call if they need help, forgetting that, Three years ago or two years ago or seven years ago, we didn't want to tell people we didn't want, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't want to admit that we had fears we didn't want we didn't want to face. Um, and these people are right in the middle of that situation. So uh, it is a delicate situation we are in. Um, but getting the processes nailed down and documented, that's that's not somebody's idea of a good time. That's generally what's awaiting for you in stage four. So if you're not there yet, this is what's coming. I'll also say this is why individual endeavors sometimes fail. Projects, initiatives, uh, we design new processes. Stage four in those individual endeavors also is why things fail because people don't follow through and document the processes. They have lots of meetings. They create new ideas and new initiatives, and they roll out new procedures and processes, and then they don't document that. They don't take the time to really get the processes dialed down and improved upon and they just leave it where everybody's supposed to know what to do, and things are good for a few months, and they don't document this stuff, and then all of a sudden, six months later, they find themselves back in the same situation as they did before the, the, the meetings began about how we're going to solve this problem, and they don't understand why. This is why, because the documentation phase is not very fun. Nobody wants to do it. It's often skipped, and then we start right back over from square one, or we just give up, throw our hands up, and say this is something we just can't fix, and we're just going to deal with the consequences. Um, this is a very common thing for people to uh, a spot, a commonly, a common spot for people to just throw their hands up and kind of give up. So 
Sorry for stuttering my way through that. For most of us, it's just way more fun to go out and play, look at houses to flip, dream up a new business adventure, uh, anything other than doing the tedious work that waits us uh, now at the old salt mine, which is kind of how we think of our business now. It's just um, it's just a chore to be there. So how do we stay focused? How do we stay focused and stay clear of this disaster of, of bailing too early and having to come back and clean up a mess? There's a few things we can focus on, I think, that can help us. Um, as with anything we talk about, the first thing is just acknowledging that this is a thing we're going to face. It's not uncommon for people to feel this way. Um, what we do want to avoid is, is the trap of having to come back and fix it and go from having all this freedom to right back where your business owns you again. And, and you really have fears about whether your business can even make it or not. So here's some things I would recommend fo- focusing on to keep you engaged in stage four. Focus on documenting the processes. Um, with functioning processes, it's easier for your leadership team to keep things on track while you're gone. If you have well-documented processes, that makes the leader's job much easier. They don't have to rely on employees, uh, what we call tribal knowledge. Like they're just supposed to inherently know how to do these things. They have documented processes to fall back on when they forget, when they train new employees, whatever the case may be, the leadership team needs documented processes just to make their lives easier. Uh, They're going to have enough challenges. Let's not make them have more by not having these processes documented. Part of going through the process of documenting these things is you're going to find improvements to make with a little bit of effort now, because you don't have to be there full time. You can make big improvements as you're documenting processes. You're going to find things where you go, huh, why do we do this this way? This doesn't really make sense anymore. And you're going to find out that the way you thought things were being done isn't really the way things are being done anymore because now you have lead leaders, uh, leads, supervisors, managers, um, you have these people in place. You haven't paid attention to some things for several years in some cases. And the way you thought things were being done and the way they're really being done are not the same. These are great things to find out as you're going through the process of documenting things, asking your team, hey, tell me how we do this. You will find, you will learn that things have just evolved, sometimes for the better, sometimes not so much for the better. And you'll find that thing that what you thought, the, the way you thought things are being done has been completely abandoned over time as alterations have been made. And you could find that you're really doing things that are, are not helpful for your company. The other thing is if you're not, if you don't have well-documented processes, you're significantly limiting your ability to sell or put a succession plan in place. Um, people don't want to buy a job. If you don't have documented processes in place, you're limiting your ability to sell your company. So for those reasons, I would say focus on documenting your processes. The next thing is focus on your goals. If you haven't hit them, make a new commitment to hitting your goals. It may have been a few years since you've looked at your personal goals and your financial goals and retirement goals and your business goals. Let's look at those things again. If you haven't hit them, let's commit to doing so again. You can do that and not have to work full time. This is a fantastic spot to be in. If you have achieved your new goal or your goals, let's make new ones. If you find that you're a person who's driven by goals, then let's make some new goals for you to to stay tuned in, right? Uh, Focus on mentoring your leaders. They're doing a good job of maintaining things. You can step away for a period of time now. You'll probably be able to step away for at least a couple weeks, maybe a month, maybe three months. 
They're doing a great job of keeping things maintained, but they're not quite to the point where they know everything they're going to need to know to one day run the business. So let's focus on mentoring them. Invest time in your leadership team to make their lives easier, your employees' lives easier, and, and your life easier, frankly, and, and whoever you may want to sell to someday, make their life easier, which makes your product, your business more attractive to sell. Uh, focus on your succession plan. Again, you may not have one. If that's the case, let's get one in place. Remembering that this is a multi, you know, having a succession plan in place or getting one in place and getting one fully executed is a multi-year endeavor. Uh, don't make the mistake. And we're going to talk about this in upcoming weeks here. Don't make the mistake that many folks make, which is uh, waiting until you're a couple years from wanting to retire to start thinking about your succession plan. That is not the best way to go about that. Um, the next thing I'd say is focus on improvement. You've built this thing. Now let's make it a little bit better. You can teach your team how to communicate better. You can teach them how to solve problems without you. You can teach things now that you never had the time to teach. You can really invest your efforts and energy into things that you always put off to the back burner that are really beneficial. Um, these are fantastic. This is a fantastic time to do that kind of stuff and, and find, you know, find that connection with your employees on a different level now. The next thing I'd say is let's focus on gratitude. Just a few years ago, you would have done anything to be where you're at now. Don't blow it by checking out too soon. Um, no doubt plenty of people helped you get where you are. There's tons of people who helped you get to the stage that you're in today that are inside and outside of your company. And now you can pay it forward or you can help those people who helped you directly. If you can't, let's pay it forward. This is a great time to start doing things in the community. Um, which are business business centric, you know, help people, young people who want to be entrepreneurs. This is a great time to help them out and help them in a way that somebody helped you. Um, for me, I found that extremely uh, gratifying. Uh, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, so those are some things I would recommend focusing on when you hit stage four. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge to stay tuned into, to your business if you don't have a compelling reason to do so. So, uh, for those of you who are not here yet, get ready for it. It's coming. Um, I'm telling you that the transition happens seemingly overnight. It really doesn't happen overnight. It happens over several months or maybe a year or two. Um, but it feels like it happens overnight, and it's awesome when it does. Um, but it is a, it is the second most dangerous stage. People who bail too early, leave their team not quite fully prepared to run the business without them, uh, chase a new shiny object, um, they really do create some problems for themselves sometimes. So if you are here, acknowledge the danger you're in if you bail too soon. Uh, let's not be so arrogant as to think that this isn't going to happen to me because it very well could. Get your goals in place to keep you focused and engaged and motivated. Um, so to wrap things up, people who leave their business uh, too early end up, can end up coming back with real challenges and sometimes they come back too late to save it. We go from feeling like our business owns us overnight to, to feeling like we have this freedom we haven't had maybe ever in our lives. It's a tremendous thing. Uh, so much so that when we are needed, it feels like a massive inconvenience. Again, this is the second most dangerous stage of owning a business uh, because you have the ability to leave sometimes and finding out that that, that uh, boundary that we shouldn't cross is difficult. Things we can focus on, documenting our processes, getting in back in tune with our goals mentoring our leaders, getting our succession plan in place, um, improving what we have, 
making things more efficient, making things more profitable, making things better for the customer, making them better for the employees. There's a number of directions we can go with that in gratitude. So um, for those of you who are on your way to stage four or there, you'll understand what I'm talking about. For those who are, who are this is a, still a bit of a ways away, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait for that to happen. And you're right, it's awesome. It, uh, I can't wait for it to happen for you either. It is a fantastic place to be if you don't abuse it. So that's it for this week. I hope you guys uh, got some benefit out of that. As always, um, if you think this is something, this podcast is something that can help another friend of yours or colleague who's a business owner in a service industry, please feel free to share this with them. And if you have some time, take a moment to give us a rating and a review. Uh, we certainly appreciate that. As always, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.